Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowering Artist Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. If you are a new listener or a returning listener, I am so grateful that you are here and that you are taking the time out of your day to hang out with me and listen to today's episode. Okay, so today um, I was inspired to record this episode and talk about today's topic. Um, not because, you know, like right now as as of this recording and when it's going to be released, it's going to be December, you know, coming up in the holiday season, the middle of the holidays, all that good stuff. So why do I want to talk about taxes this holiday season? (laughs) Um, yeah, so taxes are definitely not on people's minds right now. Normally they are on everyone's minds come March when, you know, filing and everything is due. I know the past couple years it's been weird because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Who knows what it's going to be like this year or um, this like upcoming year in 2022. I don't know, but I will have, or I'm planning on having an episode a little bit closer to that time frame um, for taxes when like it happens again in March. So what, uh, what has brought me to this particular episode? Well, I was talking to my mom and my mom works for a CPA and a CPA is a, I believe a certified public accountant. So my mom works for one and my mom is a lot more knowledgeable in taxes and just things like that than I am. And I was talking to her and I was like, I forget what exactly we were talking about, but she was like, remember, you're going to be paying, um, like towards your income tax. And I was like, oh yeah, like I have to pay money towards my income tax. And a lot of people are like, wait, what do you mean you need to pay money towards your income tax? Well, as an artist, as most artists or many artists are, um, we are 1099 employees. A 1099 is a kind of tax form. And it basically says you're an independent contractor. So um, an example of this would be if you decide to teach a summer class um, and the class runs for two weeks and you it's like an everyday camp or something. I don't know. But let's say at the end of those two weeks, you are paid $1,000. So that's $500 per week, right? So if you go into that job and your contract says you will be paid $500, every every week so if you're paid five hundred dollars every week that's a thousand dollars total over the two weeks and because they're paying you that full thousand dollars no taxes are taken out or anything that is an independent contractor um, position and an independent contractor position basically means you're getting paid the full amount that you know you were told you were paid and no taxes are taken out that's something you have to do yourself. Whereas, um, you know, maybe your friend works for a company and let's say the company is paying them like $70,000 a year, but because every pay period, they don't make like a, a round number. I'm not sure what that would end up being off the top of my head, but they end up making money after taxes, right? Because taxes are taken out of their paycheck. And so that is a W-2 employee. Um, or I believe it's a W-2 employee. So that being said, um, that's kind of why I want to talk about taxes today because I feel like it's something that 
a lot of artists and just everyone and like people in general don't feel super confident about because let's let's face it taxes are confusing taxes are weird um like honestly I could not navigate the tax system I guess you could call it without the help of my mom who you know wouldn't really know what to do if she um unless well she well let me rephrase that she knows what to do because she has to take these classes but you know it's very possible that if she didn't work for a CPA she might just sort of be in the same position as me so before i jump into this i just want to say you know i'm not a public account, like a CPA i'm not a financial advisor i'm not any of those things i'm just sharing my experiences with you guys not nothing i say should be taken as like financial advice if you have financial questions go ask an accountant go ask um, a financial advisor, go ask a professional in the field. Um, The whole purpose of this episode is just to sort of like demystify and make people just a little bit more comfortable with being around taxes. And I'm just going to share sort of what I do and what works for me. So if we're sort of looking at my overall work um, history, I guess for 2021, um, I've had you know, quite a few gig jobs. That's sort of how it goes for artists, as I'm sure many of us know, unless you are a full-time employee somewhere. Um, Or maybe you're a full-time employee and you work on the side. Um, You know, you do extra work. You bring in, like, money through a side hustle. So looking at my my sort of stuff overall, I'm trying to think here, um, most, I would say six percent of my of my income um, is 1099 work and 40 percent is uh, w2 I'm pretty sure I have I would have to go check um, like my records and everything but um, you know it's about 50 50 and in the past it was you know more so I worked at jobs where taxes were taken out um, I didn't work as many 1099 jobs and now it's sort of like about halfway like 50 50 even so when you have a job so let's say you are working um at a store or you know you're working as a server you have money taken out you're issued a w-2 at the end of the year and that's like that little piece of paper that's sent in the mail and there's like four of them and they're perforated and you can like you know they're tiny little rectangle square things you can like pull them out that is your W-2. And basically what it tells you is it tells you, it has like your name, your social security number, and it says this is how much you earned this past year working for this company. And this is like how many taxes you got taken out or you had taken out. I think I haven't seen a W-2 since I last did my taxes, which was a while ago. So um, it's not totally fresh in my mind, but I believe that those pieces of information are on there. Again, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a financial advisor go do your own research. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm going to have a few of those this year as well because I did work a job about six months of the year where it was W-2 um, income. So I was paid, but I had taxes taken out. Um, so that's where sort of before taxes and after taxes comes from. So I'm going to have that. And I have a bunch of 1099 jobs as well because I was teaching um, I actually, now that I think about it, I think, I 
think there are two teaching jobs that I had that were W-2s. Now that I think about it, and I think only one of them was a 1099 over the summer. Um, but I digress. So I'm going to have that. And then I also have, you know, um, I've been doing like side hustles and I've been teaching um, like voice lessons and stuff like that and acting lessons. So all of that money is is 1099 money. It's considered 1099 because I am paid a certain amount. So, you know, let's say that um, for an acting lesson to make the math easy, um, let's say that I charge um, like $25 for an hour. And let's say that I only teach four hours a month um, and at $25 an hour, that's $100. So that person who I'm working with, um, if they were to pay me $100 or if I'm charging, you know, $25 per hour, $100 for the entire month, they're going to be paying me that full $100, right? Whereas if I were teaching through a company, maybe they're charging $25 and $100 total, but let's say I would only get like, you know, $85 because they're taking out taxes. So do you sort of see what the difference is between um, 1099 income where you're paid the full amount and taxed income where you're paid the full amount but taxes are taken out before they pay you or before you receive that paycheck? So that's sort of, that's sort of the difference there. And then when I'm specifically looking at my 1099 income, and this is something my mom asked me to do, so of course I, I'm going to do it soon, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> um, I am going to add up all of my income, my 1099 income for the year, and I know I'm going to have to pay taxes on that. Last year, um, I ended up paying taxes and I owed money to federal and state, and so um, based off of this year and knowing that I've done more 1099 work this year than I did last year, I'm pretty confident I will be owing money to the government again. So that means that I'm going to have to be paying my taxes, right? We all pay taxes. Um, the thing with 1099 income though is that instead of paying taxes beforehand, you're paying taxes after, like after the fact. So Let's say, so look, take me for example, and let's say that my best friend works um, a works a job and she is a salaried employee and she has taxes taken out of her salary before she is paid. Whereas I'm paid the full amount and I've got taxes taken out um, after, after I receive that money myself because I'm the one having to pay my own taxes. Um, so that being said, um, the next question that kind of gets swirled around is, well, how do you know how much money to pay? Like, you know, you have to pay for your own expenses. You have to pay rent every month. You have to pay um, for groceries. You have to pay for, like, you know, the stuff that you need on a month-to-month -month basis to survive. And yeah, that is a very valid thing to, to be concerned about. Um, money, taxes, you know, it's all very... There's subjects that are very important, but also can be very charged because it's like, you know, we need that money to live. Like, everyone needs it to live. So this is how I approach my 1099 income. Um, a general rule of thumb, again, this is general. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. Talk to someone who professionally works in the field. But for every 1099 job that I have, I will keep 30% of it and set it to the side. 
So if we're looking at, you know, um, let's say I'm paid $100 of 10.99 income, so I get paid the $100, I'm going to set 30% of that $100 or $30 of that $100 aside in like, you know, a savings account or just going to set it aside somewhere. And I'm going to save that for my taxes. So because I have, you know, quite a few 1099 jobs, um, I have saved 30% of the total amount of income from all of those jobs. And, you know, I don't know how much my taxes are going to be when I have to pay them, but I will have 30% of my income from those jobs set aside that I can use to pay to the government and to the state. Now, I will say that last year, I think what ended up happening is I... I set 30% aside of like the total income of 1099 jobs that I had, but I ended up paying a little bit less. Now, you know, the tax laws, codes, whatever they're called are always changing. Um, so who knows what it's going to be this year? So again, talk to someone who is a professional about this. But a good general rule of thumb is to set aside 30% for those taxes when you have to pay them. Um, what kind of sucks about working as a 1099 um, worker is that most of the time you have to pay, um, you have to pay like all at once. So it's not, or, well, okay, let me backtrack on that. In my experience, I have paid my taxes all at once. There might be installments available. Don't know. Again, not a professional. Go talk to someone who is. Um, but I ended up paying, um, I think it was like over a thousand dollars last year all at once. And a thousand dollars is a lot of money. And if I hadn't set aside that 30%, I would have been like, where am I going to get $1,000 from to pay for my taxes, right? So that's something that I highly, highly recommend for any of your 1099 income and your 1099 income only set aside 30%. And the reason why I say this is because if we look at another one of my examples, um, I have the six months of the W-2 work that I did in the beginning of the year. So because that income has already been taxed, I don't need to set aside another 30% of that already taxed income because I'd be like being taxed twice and that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You're, you're taxed once. So that W-2 income that I received, let's say that I ended up, um, I don't know, these are just random numbers. Let's say that I ended up making $2,000, um, but I was paid like uh, $1,762 or something like that, $1,762. Uh, that income has already been taxed, so I don't need to set aside 30% of the $1,762. I hope that makes sense. Um, I feel like I should be drawing this out, but it's like a podcast, so I, I can't. So I hope this is like making sense in like your brain. Um, so yeah, I'll end up setting aside 30% of that income. And another thing to remember as well is that if you have fees taken out of your um, out of your income, that's something to be aware of as well. So an example of this is that I recently worked a job and I got it through a casting agency. So the casting agency takes 15% of the total amount of money I made. And that's like how they make their money or one of the ways um, casting agencies can make money. So they took their 15% of my total amount out of, um, out of the check, right? So you, let's say I was paid a total of like, 
Um, oh, I don't know. I want this to be easy math. So let's say that I was paid $100 for a, for a gig and 15% was taken out. So $15 was taken out of the $100. So that would leave me with $85 that goes directly to my pocket. Now the $85, even though the fee of $15 and that 15% was taken out, I'm not paying taxes that like that 15%, those aren't taxes that I'm paying. I have to pay taxes on my income and my income was $85. So even though the job that I worked was $100, $15 was taken out of it, I still have to pay taxes on top of the $85 that I got after the fees were taken out by the agency. So I'd be setting aside 30% of the $85, which I don't know what that number is off the top of my head. So do we sort of see how it's very important to make sure that we're keeping track of these, especially throughout the year? Because the worst thing that happens is that it comes tax it comes to you know, March, it's tax time, and let's say that you end up getting an accountant and the accountant is like, where's all this information? Then you have to go back and find all of this information and give it to them. And when, you know, you have like a deadline to do it, like it can be a little stressful because you're doing other things. So how do you make taxes not super stressful? Well, first of all, um, I, I don't do my own taxes and I know that's something that a lot of people, um, might have opinions about. Most of the artists that I know personally, um, have an accountant that specifically specializes in artist taxes because the thing with artist taxes, um, especially actor taxes is that you can be working in so many different like locations, so it's like you're working in one state for part of the year, then you're working in another state for another part of the year, then you're working in another part of the country for another part of the year. So it gets really tricky that way. So um, I've actually, there's like a really good um, like artist accountant, I think, in this area. I don't remember her name, but I know a lot of people who use her. Um, so if that is an option for you, and it, it just might work better to have someone to look at your finances and look at your taxes to see where they can help you the most. Um, I know people who use TurboTax. Um, if I'm being quite honest, I feel like the number of um, friends that I have who are professional artists aren't using TurboTax as much. Um, they're sort of, you know, going over towards finding an accountant and finding a professional to help them. So if you can afford one, I definitely recommend looking into people in your area, those who can help you, um, and who just sort of know the tax codes better than you might. Um, I know that I don't know really much about anything about the tax codes. So having an accountant do that for me is, is worth it to me because I'm just sort of looking at the tax codes and I'm like, what's going on? Um, so if you can, if you can afford outside help, outside professional help. Um, that's a route you could look into. Um, and something else that I do, and because I love Excel sheets and like organizing things, this is something that I absolutely love to do. Um, for every job that I have and every time I am paid, I will put it into a spreadsheet. So in my, um, on my computer, I have two Excel spreadsheets. So one spreadsheet is specifically for 1099 income. And so what that is what that is basically is I'll have the name of the company or like the job that I did in one column 
the next column I'll have what I was paid, and in the next column I'll have the exact amount. So it would be something like um, teaching at company, at company A, um, paid $500. And so then I would have the total amount I was paid. Remember, this is 1099 income. So it's $500. And then in the next column, I would have 15%. So whatever 15% of that 500 is, um, which I believe is $75. I just did the math. So $75 is what 15% of 500 would be. Then in the next column over, I would have what the total amount of take-home pay I would have. So 500 minus 75 is 425. So in that final column, I would have $425 of take-home pay um, that I can basically use for my life, right? So it's important to me to have all of that in like in a very easily readable document because you never know when you're going to have to look for things. You never know what exactly, you know, someone might ask you for. So it's always good just to have all that information in one place. So that's like document number one. Now I have document number two, which is another Excel spreadsheet, and it is literally every single time I am paid for something, it goes in that spreadsheet. And this is a combination of 1099 income and W-2 income. So in the beginning of the year, I would have, you know, um, I was paid uh, every two weeks. So I would have um, like week one of January, and then I would have how much I made, how much the taxes were, and how much I made after taxes. And I would have that twice for my W-2 income because I was paid twice a month, and or most of the months. And then if I had any W, um, not W, but if I had any 1099 income, what it would be is the name of the company, how much money I was, um, how much money I was paid, and then in that taxes column, it would be 15% of whatever the total number was. And then in the third and final column, it would be the amount of money I would have that I could work into my budget that um, that it was the number after I set aside the 30% for taxes. So again, having everything in one spot is super useful. And especially when you're trying to run your budget for just like your month to month, um, having all of that, knowing what's coming in, what's going out is super useful um, especially when you're an artist and you have a lot of different gigs going on and different jobs. It's, it's so easy for things to get mixed up really quickly, but it's also very easy to have everything sort of laid out. And it takes a little time in the beginning to set everything up, but once it's like going, uh, it's, it's really difficult to, to not have that information readily available unless you choose not to do it. So I hope guys that going into the new year, this is something you might want to start. Um, if this is something that you guys want, like maybe a live class on, um, let me know. Send me an email or a DM at artists as entrepreneurs on Instagram. All of that will be linked in the show notes below. Um, but I think that financial literacy in general and for artists especially is super important because a lot of people just feel so paralyzed by like the financial part of um, and the financial side of being an artist 
and they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then they get analysis paralysis and they just kind of shut down and they don't do what they want to do. It's a cycle. So if you guys want to talk more about sort of just money, how to manage it as an artist, um, let me know. Contact me either on Instagram or at um, my email. Again, linked in the show notes. And I really hope that this um, segment, I've now realized this is part of the, uh, the segment that I'm doing of the Artist Money Mindset series on this podcast. I haven't done one in a while, so I kind of forgot to mention it in the beginning, but it's fine. I'm mentioning it now, and you'll see it in the title too. So guys, before I leave, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, the Empowering artist podcast community if you are an artist of any kind looking to be empowered um empower other artists and just have a community of people to chat with while you're doing this come join our facebook group we would love to have you thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i hope you are having a wonderful holiday season and i will see you in the next episode